0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and uh, it is Monday, October 31st. Happy Halloween out there, y'all. Uh, I'm your host John June, and of course this guy to my left, Greg Penniman, aka G Money. What's good, man?
1: What's goody? Uh, chilling. Happy Halloween. Uh, got that Monday Night Football coming up, uh, so yeah, doing well, doing real well. You know, for bad week for New York, but it's all good. You know, we we move on. Can't win every week. It's,
0: it's all good, man. We're not we're not fair weather fans here, here uh, you know. Uh, so, in our Halloween spirit. I'm rocking Jets. Greg's rocking Giants. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's like uh, we're dressed as Jets Jets and Giants fans for Mm -hmm. Halloween. So, uh, Greg, let's talk, let's recap week eight. It's almost Mm -hmm. done, the week that was. uh, And I must say, Greg, I know I'm in a few leagues with you. This hasn't been a great year for you, but these calls this week were amazing by you
1: so <laughs> hey guys it's either, it's either one or the other so i mean yeah. maybe one year i won't do so badly in calls then that means i'm winning yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but you did you did kick my butt in
1: the fan duel contest <laughs> I, I played those people that's, that's <laughs> <laughs>
0: You killed my. You killed me. In I should have played.
1: I should have played it in real fantasy. In real uh, Fanduel. Oh man. Real
0: Fandle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Um. Wait. You didn't play your lineup. Uh, I never. I never do. I just you know. No, you're terrible. Yeah. You're Dang. Woof, woof,
0: terrible. Woof. Yo, that's so... <laughs> terrible. My man scored one one eighty one. The
1: optimal lineup right there. That's an <laughs> optimal fantasy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right, man. Let's let's break down. Week eight, the week that was, and as we always do, we start with our quarterback swags. And the number one quarterback on the week, let me get this, let me get this
1: ready. Keep it going, the whole, the whole pack. <laughs> He's back, yo! Breakout quarterback of the year, man. Tua to Tagovailoa, oh. twenty-nine of thirty-six, three
0: hundred eighty-two passing yards, three touchdowns. Five carries for 19 rushing yards, 29.2 fantasy points, and that was Greg's quarterback start of the week here against Detroit. Greg, what did you see that uh, led to this call? Of, this call of the week here.
1: Well, first I saw the opponent. You know the Detroit Lions. Thank you very much for giving me a lot of the success this year. Uh, um, to uh, you know, once his healthy games have been excellent this year. Honestly, if you really look at it, if you take uh, his starts um, when healthy. Um, they were down in this game, so they had to start airing it out, too, 21-7 to to come back from that. So uh, Tua with a great, great performance, great year so far in his healthy sports. Um Yeah, he, he's going to continue to keep this, this this going with these two receivers, Lotto and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I think he's going to get this record, man. I really do, because he's, he's really killing it right now. Yeah, he
0: definitely is. Um, but Tua, Tua definitely ball. Uh, I thought we would get a performance not like this last week, but I thought you know he he was my start of the week last week. Finished as the I think the quarterback ten on the week when it was all said and done. So still a solid week. But like you said, when you look at all his healthy games, like all the games that he's played, um, even the game against Buffalo where he left and came back, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, you know he was still f- fantastic in those games in that game and and you know and those games in general. So uh, definitely a huge week by him um moving on to the quarterback two on the week and this this is just you know he goes on by comes back, just does what he does, and that's jalen hurts uh nineteen of twenty eight two hundred eighty five passing yards four passing touchdowns, two rush attempts for ten rushing yards, probably the lowest number that we've seen from him and, w- and we'll see from him uh twenty eight point four <laughs> fantasy points uh greg your thoughts on the performance here by Jalen hurts.
1: Yeah, definitely something I expected, Uh, you know, every week, uh, this man comes out of the gates and they start rolling, got it to his main guy, you already know, well, his main guy, again, you know, AJ Brown, uh, you know, there's this one of those games and that that happened. um, Call that a drug test game. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. But yeah, love it by Jalen Hurts. Um, You know, all year he's been pretty money, Uh, very safe floor. And, you know, you see the upside here.
0: Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Um, You know, he was, you know, we've seen this. We saw this coming like two and a half, two and a half years ago with Jalen Hurts or two years ago with Jalen Hurts. Um, You know, he was a guy we said you should pick up and stream um, or pick up to stream and then start for the rest of the year. Um, You know, he was you know, my breakout quarterback last year. And I know, Greg, you were very high on him last year as well. And this year, it's just continuing that ascension gets gets a weapon in in A.J. Brown um, who, you know, is just a phenomenal wide receiver. So expect these performances from Jalen Hurts. And he's got so many tricks in his bag in terms of, you know, just not what he doesn't have just AJ Brown, right? Like you take AJ Brown right. away, he's he's gonna go to Devontae Smith. Yep. he's gonna go to Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. he's gonna use his legs. Uh so you know, he's he's outside of Josh Allen, right? Like I don't think there's a quarterback that you would want in, in fantasy right now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh
0: the quarterback three on the week, that would be Justin Fields, uh seventeen of twenty. Three, 151 passing yards, two touchdowns, eight carries for sixty rushing yards and a touchdown. A lot of things happened in this game that I, I thought would happen. The overhit Dallas covered ten and a half points. Um and Dallas would win that game. But I did not expect Justin Fields to finish as the quarterback three. Uh I you were you were willing, Greg, to play him. Uh you said he had probably quarter. You said he had quarterback one upside in this game. I I said he was probably a QB two at best. Um, and a lot of those things still happened, but Justin Fields still got it done some way somehow. And and his schedule coming up is lovely. I mean, he gets Detroit. I think he gets Miami in there. I think Atlanta's in there as well. So you know, I have Lamar Jackson in our league of extraordinary people, and I already made the move you know, to hold Justin Fields through the rest of this, this you know this week and and uh you know next week as well and then I'll use him for the bye week when he plays Detroit. But you know Justin Fields has some significant upside as we move forward towards this fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah it's awesome to see. I mean quarterback you would definitely have on coming into his career. I mean getting a you know, the throughout the season. I mean, it's, it was a rough start to the season, but he's he's really coming on. I mean, in the rushing, got another rushing touchdown, got over sixty yards rushing as well. Uh, so that's creating a nice safe floor for him. And um, yeah, he seems to be finding it because you know the Bears are you know not very a very good team, so they're they're gonna be down a lot. But uh, yeah, definitely saw the QB one side, but definitely see like this high, that the you know the D line of the Cowboys would affect them a lot. It was in the beginning, but it seems like they have to really make plays to stay in game so they they just go in straight comeback mode all the time
0: yeah i mean and it's it's awesome i think at the beginning of the year it was it was it was unfortunate because we felt like they weren't really letting justin fields run the football and that's one of the things that i you know i kind of noted down and and, you know i was going to file away for for next year um which we often do you say make sure you take notes throughout the year so you can remember these things for yourself you know next year and whatnot but uh it's going to be one of those things that i remember is that like just because an athletic quarterback like justin fields isn't running you know the first few weeks of the season he's gonna eventually become who he is right Mm -hmm. like so eventually you know he like he's gonna want to win games the coaching staff is gonna want to win games and it's, it's going to be one of those things that it's going to happen organically, but then it's a, the coaching staff and, and people involved have to take it upon themselves to do what the Bears are doing, which is going with more quarterback design runs, taking, you know, plays from Baltimore and, and, and um, adding them into their, into their repertoire. I, I, I really like, you know, you see, you alluded, you said it before, I, I've always been high on Justin Fields. I really like his upside from a fantasy perspective. I know may not look pretty when he's throwing the football all the time, but you know, all that stuff, you know, get you fantasy points in the end, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely.
0: Let's round out these quarterback swags here. Um, and quarterback four on the week, Dak Prescott, the quarterback five, Kyler Murray six, Kirk Cousins, uh, who, no, Kirk Cousins was not your start of the week, but I think you were really high on Kirk Cousins as well this week. Um Marcus Mariota comes in at seven, Taylor Heineke eight, Lamar Jackson nine, Geno Smith ten, Jared Goff eleven, and then Jimmy Garoppolo coming in as the quarterback twelve. Greg, any of these top twelve performances stick out?
1: Um, I mean Taylor Heineke is nice, definitely to see him in there. Um, Justin Fields obviously, and you know Jimmy Garoppolo has everybody. You know Chris McCaffrey to thank, man. Glad he got. Christian McCaffrey pretty much <laughs> no Debo that man saved his day for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely not having Debo, um, you know, to have to have Christian McCaffrey then just, Oh, okay. Well we don't have Debo, but here's a guy who
1: does yeah, a lot of the just like Debo. <laughs> we it's like Debo, it like except Debo. he's
0: the better running back yeah. than Debo is. And Debo yeah. is the better wide receiver than CMC is. But like, yeah, that, that catch. Yeah. The like amazing. The, the broadcast the guy in the broadcast said it there's like not many running backs in the league that can make a catch like that
1: no i can only name maybe two or three yeah,
0: yeah. like it's it's crazy uh but we'll talk about him a little bit later but um yeah jimmy garoppolo i think this is something i we alluded to before or we talked about before when when the when the move initially happened is that Jimmy G is going to – this is going to raise his floor, essentially, right? Because those dump-offs to McCaffrey, like he's just in a better offensive environment. Uh, I think that, you know, going forward that this is this is really, really good for McCaffrey. Um, and then, you know, Geno Smith had a great performance. Um, I, I, we just ex- – like we are at the point, right? Like this is who oh, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is who he
1: is. This is who he is, man. Now he's a he's a solid, he's a good quarterback this year. He's comeback player of the year. Uh, he makes dime, he throws dimes like he should have had a better day. Tyler Lockett dropped a pure touchdown from him. He 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 should at least had another maybe I mean, you know six to seven points. So yeah, Gino's Gino's balling this year.
0: Definitely, man. Um, where do we fall with Marcus Mariota? Like it's, it's tough. tantalizing week to week. Yeah. He goes from 13 pass attempts last week to 28 this past week, right? Like, he had yes. more pass attempts in this one game than he had in the previous two games combined.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's tough. I wanted to bring him up in, in the waiver to add, but, like, you never know. Next week he's going to, you know, bottom out. So it, it's really playing at your own risk at this point, kind of, you know. I mean, uh, at least the
0: rushing floor is always there.
1: The rushing floor is always there, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's in that, that Daniel Jones category, kind of. You know, thank came in, yeah. But
0: at least I know the Giants—they're gonna be—they're gonna let Daniel June, Daniel Jones, do what Daniel Jones does, right? Like they're gonna let them—they're gonna—they're not afraid to let him drop back and throw the football 40 times if that's what it takes to win that day, and they're also mm. not afraid to run him if that's what it takes to win that day. Why are you laughing, Greg? What's What's so funny?
1: Not, not, nothing, yeah. Nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. I,
0: thought, I thought you were laughing at the idea of, of Daniel Jones dropping back 40 times a game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to You see don't that. want to see no. it. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. You,
0: you know that 15 of those are going to Saquon Barkley, so what does it matter? That's anymore? true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then an honorable mention, I will throw out PJ Walker, man. This is two games in a row that solid better, better, better than Baker better than he's Baker better than Tom Brady these last two weeks yeah <laughs> so um that's true is this some is this somebody that you want to ride the wave I mean he had the matchup against Atlanta so we don't want to blow that too much out of proportion um I, but is this somebody that we might be interested in I don't I'm not sure who they play next week
1: um, uh, not sure. I mean, it's tough. I think I'm still higher on like maybe Justin Fields, uh, maybe like a Taylor Heineke. for, for Oh
0: yeah, no, for, yeah. for sure. Um, definitely um, Justin Fields.
1: Oh. Yeah. Um, but I think we can kind of maybe, I uh, yeah, uh, it, it's tough. Um, Carolina, the, the team is not very good at all. Uh, so I think I'm I'm gonna hold off for maybe one more week, kinda of see.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um all right. Well there I don't have any other quarterback swags left. So let's talk about the quarterback
1: Jags. We should just talk about one guy for this segment. Just Josh Allen. Oh, oh Derek Carr. Derek Carr.
0: Definitely Derek Carr. I you know that was defense mechanism. I like erased it from my brain. Um, he's actually the first guy on my list because, um, yeah, Derek, hundred percent, got to be Derek Carr. Um, wish I had sad music to play right now.
1: Yeah, man, it's
0: because I because Greg warned me. He told me not to do it. Um, I didn't
1: expect that though. Like <laughs> zero points, not even for a team. Felt like zero points in fantasy as well, but. Zero points, man. That's rough.
0: Not, not great. Not great. great. Def- definitely not, not great. great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, and Derek Carr should be sorry. Uh, he owes us an apology. Josh McDaniels. Like, can we have a conversation about that guy? Because I, I was making the point earlier that and I'm not going to be the one that's like, oh, this guy should lose their job unless you're like Adam Gase, because then you should not have a job in the NFL. Um, But Derek Carr, or Josh McDaniels, he already failed in Denver, right? Then he spends all that time not taking any other jobs, not even interviewing for other jobs because he's like, I got to wait for the perfect opportunity. Takes the Indianapolis job, Says, nah, I'm good. I don't want it anymore. Right. And then says, the Raiders, that's the job I want. Right. Because you took it and you agree and you didn't take it with the idea that you weren't going to have Derek Carr. So you chose Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr was who you chose. And I'm not saying Derek Carr is bad. But didn't you go into New Orleans you lose 24 to nothing? You get shut out and you're an offensive genius.
1: I don't know. It's just it's been a, a cloth of the Raiders for a while now, too. It's just it, 'cause they they look really good this year's in a lot of spots. Like that Kansas City game, they were balling, like they were offense to be reckoned with, I feel like. And now nah, it's just they're they're sold them down. It's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, definitely uh unfortunate. Um and Derek Carr. You blew. You sucked. Um, and it, it just cascaded cause Andy Dalton like ends up he finished. Okay. Right. He's quarterback. 15 has 17 points, but his day could have even been better if <laughs> the Raiders just showed up. Yeah. Uh, but Daniel Jones, he, he flamed out, uh, Sam he Ellinger did. that, that did not work. Uh, Malik Willis, uh, that if, if, I know there were people putting polls out on Twitter and they were asking me is Malik Willis or you know, uh so and so or you know, and, and then Malik Willis has won a lot of those polls. Um so yeah, I think about those people. Um not a great performance. And um yeah, I, I was joking around with Josh Allen because he finished as the quarterback thirteen. So that um, he
1: didn't he didn't need to go hard in that game. It was a matter of Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Let's get into running back swags. And this list is straight out of 2019, 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the number one running back on the week, Alvin Kamara, 18 rush attempts, 62 rushing yards, one touchdown. The stat line's right out of 2018. 10 targets,
1: Yo, love nine it. receptions, love
0: 96 receiving yards, and two touchdown receptions, 42.8 PPR points. Uh, Greg, <clears throat> your thoughts on the performance by Alvin Kamara?
1: Yeah, since that stretch, I mean, I think before, right right when we were saying if he was a panic room candidate, he's taken off, got healthy. I think that was a, a good point. You're saying, uh, you know, he's healthy one. Uh, he's playing well. And then, Honestly, Andy Dawn just makes him better. Honestly, he's better. He's a better RB one. Uh, he he has upside. The upside is higher with Andy Dawn at quarterback versus Jameis. Andy Dawn is going to give him those targets. Uh, Jameis, it just seems like he's not. So uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for it for Andy Dawn and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most definitely.
0: Um, most definitely. Uh, Alvin Kamara. I mean, this is what we expected. You know, we weren't expecting the rib injury. Um, you know, which I think when I we went through the whole thought exercise, we we thought that he might have suffered it week one, right? And so, um you know, wasn't really right for like three four weeks, and that was a nice buy low opportunity. Um, Absolutely. You know, if you were able to to to, to swing that, uh, I was trying to, but Alvin Kamara managers were were definitely patient um but yeah he you know he's he's balling and like you said Andy Dalton is this is good for him because Andy Dalton will check the f- football down he's not gonna run and try to extend plays he's gonna be like nope uh where's 41 yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> get me out of here like where Jameis Winston and you know he's gonna try to extend the play you know Boogie and you know Jay Boogie Woogie, whatever his his name, nickname is and then you know try to try to throw something deep down the field to Chris Olave. you know get him 500 air yards in a game. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, moving on to the running back two on the week. Again, sticking with that theme, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 18 carries, 94 passing, 94 rushing yards, one r- t- rushing touchdown, nine targets, eight receptions, 55 receiving yards and a touchdown. And he can pass because he had a 34 yard touchdown pass in the game uh the first player to have a rushing receiving and a um passing touchdown in the same game since Ladanian tomlinson did it in 2005 all of that was good for 40.3 ppr points greg your thoughts on performance here by cmc
1: yeah, we, we told him he'd be unleashed. Uh, you know, you, you keep playing as he is, Christian McCaffrey. And it's exactly what we thought would happen in a Kyle Shannon offense him just being the gadget tool that he is. No Debo, too. So he he did it every, he literally did everything in this game. So, and I will continue even when Debo's back. Uh, McCaffrey is a dog. So he he's going to keep rolling. Um, yeah, it's just happy to see him all, um, in football games that matter, too. This is nice
0: that part um and i, I was i was trying i'm just going to chime in and say i don't know how long debo might be out for because the niners were working out wide receivers today mm. um so that could be indicative of of maybe maybe the debo samuel injury might be a little bit more long term than, than the niners initially thought um but yeah, CMC man, he's balling. Just continue to ball. I mean, with him and Kyle Shanahan, like that's <laughs> like yeah, that's scary, that, man. That scary, scary, scary territory. Uh, moving on to the running back three on the week, and again, sticking with that theme, um, Derrick Henry, thirty-two rush attempts, two hundred and nineteen rushing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, One target in the past game for one reception and nine receiving yards, 35.8 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by King Henry.
1: Yeah, man. Def taxes and Derrick Henry running 200 rushing yards on Houston. Yo, that's crazy. I think this is like his fourth or fifth straight game that he's run for 200 rushing yards on Houston. Like, that's crazy. So, I mean, we, you know, I, I don't know if they played him. This was the second time. Maybe it's the first. Hopefully it was the first. So. If we could get another matchup against Houston, that'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, I think it was also his fourth consecutive or fifth consecutive two-touchdown game against Houston, oh, which man. is the most consecutive two-touchdown games that a player has had against the same opponent.
1: Maybe it was that, uh, yeah. yeah. Two and touchdowns. Eddie, wow.
0: Eddie George had done it four times who had previously played for the Titans. So uh, definitely a Titans a team. Titans uh, Ali Johnny says, hey, guys, what do y'all think about trading Kamara and Cook for Adams and ETN? Um, if I'm getting Kamara and Cook, I think I would do that or even cook and madison for adams i mean etn's great um there's been balling uh but Devonte adams has not showed that and the raiders offense kind of looks scary and kamara and cook seem like more sure things right now to me and i think that's yeah it sounds like he probably
1: wants wants a receiver it looks like then if he's trying to make a trade where he's trading two studs i mean uh, yeah uh yeah, I, w- I don't think I would trade for it, give up Kamara. Devontae is a you know in that top kind of five percent of receivers. But yeah, maybe maybe I'd rather go <laughs> if you're gonna do that. Maybe like I'll get D-Hop or Tyreek Hill or yeah. Yeah,
0: I, or I would even aim for a guy that maybe has a little bit of volatility to him. Maybe like a Terry McLaurin or a you know, DJ Moore, who fancy managers yeah DJ Moore might be DJ like, Moore. okay, yeah, like, I'm going to sell high on these two games from DJ Moore, but when you <clears> really <throat> look at it, you know, I don't know what the target share was this last week. I, you know, I'll probably figure that out later this week, but he had a 47% target share in his first game without Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. And, like, a lot of things aren't sustainable, but a 47% target share, if that sustains – the production that follows that is sustainable so i would be willing to to maybe go buy a player like dj moore who's going to cost you less um but yeah. probably bring you similar production in terms of of targets
1: yeah you don't have to go even you don't have to give up kumar for that or even double cook for i think dj moore yeah so
0: yeah definitely not as cheap as it would have been two weeks ago but it's 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 definitely cheaper uh, for sure yeah um we were talking about running backs and the running back running out the running back swags, Greg's running back starts. To <laughs> Tony Pollard with a three touchdown game would have been a great performance. Um, had these other three running backs not existed in week eight. Uh, but Deontay Foreman, another three touchdown performance uh, coming in as the running back five. Travis Etienne, my start of the week. You know, I'm going to take my time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're cool.
0: In any regular week, 25 PPR points should be enough to make you the R1 um, and Pollard, or Etienne or as a running back 6. Uh, Dalvin Cook, running back 7. Jamal Williams, 8. Ramon J. Stevenson, 9. Antonio Gibson coming in at 10. Aaron Jones, 11. And then Tyler Algier coming in as the running back 12, Greg, your thoughts on these, uh,
1: man, Roger Stevenson just continues to roll, man. I just, you love to see it. He is a true RB one. And right now, uh, he's, he was one of those best guys to buy, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, and he's continued to roll. He is got league winner value right now. So uh, I'm glad to see that got to see Dante Foreman play well as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh Ramadre was your sleeper running back on the year, and he's absolutely been uh been balling in in that regard. <clears throat> um, or just in general. I mean, <clears throat> I think you know, buying him at the beginning of the season was smart. I think buying him even when, D- when Damian Harris came back was smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, definitely good opportunities. Um Antonio Gibson making a mess out of this Washington backfield. I mean, it's really crazy though, because, and I'm saying this as somebody that has Gibson in multiple leagues. And I happen to have Brian Robinson in like in one league, but it's one league where I like, I really needed a running back help. And so I've kind of, and then I, now I just lost Brees Hall. So I'm kind of like, depending on Brian Robinson and it's like, Yo, I'd almost, I'd just rather have Gibson. Even though Gibson's going to get less touches, I'd rather just have him because he's more efficient with them. Brian Robinson literally needs a touchdown. I mean, he had eight carries for 20 yards the other day. And I swear at one point I looked up and he had five carries for 21 yards. So then he proceeded to get three carries <laughs> and lose a yard. So, like, <laughs> and oh. it's just, it's just, it, yeah, it's just very tough. Um, and, you know Gibson again, just continuing to to just prove how talented he is. I I just don't see why he doesn't get this backfield back.
1: Yeah, yeah, either that or maybe they're hopefully they showcasing him for a trade. That's all I want. I
0: mean, listen. they got one. They got one more day. Not yeah. even. They got like sixteen hours. Yeah, get to it together, <laughs> right? Um, but like trade Brian Robinson. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like why did you try to replace Gibson in the first place? I don't get it. Um uh Khalil Herbert, man, I must bring him up as an honorable mention. Um, this is the second consecutive week that he ends up finishing as a, as a top running back, you know, in the top twenty. Um, and and he outscores David Montgomery in this week. Um Actually, I think he outcarried him by one carry, two. And this is a, the Chicago Bears run the football. There seems to be enough, enough. There's enough running going on that all three, uh, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and Justin Fields can all eat. Uh, so, where do you look at? Do we have to adjust how we view Khalil Herbert on a week to week four, going a week to week basis going forward? Yeah, I think he's kind of
1: reached, you know, uh where kind of we see Jamal Williams or kind of like standalone value in uh, an, an offense that uh runs the ball. I mean, yeah, even even more than what Detroit does. So, I think yeah, it, it's kind of a sense where you, he has he has his own standalone flex flex value.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm asking, are we going to be flexing? like do we think we could flex him week to week like cuz he's got some good matchups. They got Detroit coming up in a couple of weeks like and to yeah, me I think that so. looks like a week where like I'm I'm just gonna stick him in my RB two spot and then just see what happens because you know um he's he's efficient when he touches the ball he's got that build side where you know if if Dave Montgomery's just like hey I don't feel like playing football anymore like mid game he just walks off the football field Khalil Herbert's just gonna you know soak up most of that work so um and I think that would even lead credence to a guy like Tristan Ebner. If an injury does occur in this backfield, then getting some work because, you know, they're splitting 31 rush attempts between two running backs right there. Uh, You know, a guy like like Ebner probably ends up soaking up some work if if there if there is an injury to this backfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, Anybody else that you want to, you know, shout out as an honorable honorable mention, Greg?
1: Um, No, I mean. Kenyon Drake, uh, that's a good performance from him, uh, and yeah, that's about it. it
0: just sucks because I dropped Kenyon Drake like right before that game, and oh. then Wes Edwards got hurt, and I didn't know how long he was gonna be hurt for, so I was like thinking I dropped Kenyon Drake, like dropped Kenyon Drake. Mm. But it seems like Gus is gonna be okay. They play on Monday night. Um, not a like not a ton of injuries this week. Um you know, for, you know, as it pertains to, at least not compared to last week. So um, let's talk about some running back Jags though, Greg. And uh, you know, the reason why my team is, my teams are not doing well. Because you had the number one pick and you selected Jonathan Taylor in multiple leagues.
1: This is crazy, man. Like he's got a big sample size now, not just, you know, where he's been hurt. He's been hurt for some games, but like. This is tough. He's getting carry still, and it is not looking good. Uh, like this offense is just not for him. He's he's a running back jack of the year right now. <laughs> oh man, tough. yeah. Number no, one he's... pick, you gotta you gotta put up at least. You yeah, gotta you he, gotta do. What you he's, gotta do. Uh,
0: we always say that you don't select a player in the first in like the you don't select a player in the first round expecting them. You know, like you don't select a player in the top five expecting them to finish is the top in the top five, right? Like, yeah, you're selecting them in the top five to finish. Like, just don't finish like lower than like eight or eleven,
1: right? Like, yeah, and you can have your RB twenty weeks. You know, that's fine. You could have that, yeah, here and there. But he's not even getting the top. He's not
0: even, yeah, he's
1: not even breaking the top thirty. I
0: think we said going into this week it was tough to rate him to rank him in the top 12, but I did it. I ranked him in my top, like, I think I ranked him 12 or 13 based on the matchup against Washington. But everything that I've read and heard just on Twitter and stuff, seen on Twitter and, you know, read from the, the beat reporters in Indianapolis is that, this A, this offense isn't very good. Yeah. But b the offensive line that has been the backbone of this team for so long is not good it's not good right now and where Jonathan Taylor was just running through you know wide open lanes and then when you get a big man that's his size of two hundred thirty pounds and runs a four three nine moving in f- You know, open space and running up on linebackers and safeties, then we had a different. You know, that's that's that that's when we get the explosive, fifty yard, sixty yard, you know, runs from Jonathan Taylor. But we're not getting those right now because those lanes aren't being opened up. He's also been dealing with some injuries as well, which I'm sure have led to, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a drop in some performance by him as well. But it's just not a great year it, like it's it's not and um yeah i don't know i i was saying at the beginning of the season maybe i'll buy Jonathan taylor like a part of me still wants to buy him
1: i mean yeah the put the team that has got him is not making the playoffs so you might as well like you know like <laughs> like at this point it's week 9 so you know uh it's if, if you're in a good position to to buy maybe but like <clears throat> It would be tough for me to see him getting like making up the ground in the last like in the next couple of weeks regular season. He's only got one touchdown on the year. That's yeah, gonna he's be.
0: not going to finish with one touchdown.
1: I hope he gets to five. <laughs> How many weeks we got left <laughs> in a fantasy regular season? Or you know it's week nine. So
0: oh, so I'm just asking Dude. about the. You know, so oh, the, the whole, five, year. The whole year, right? Like you wasn't saying five, like.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, fantasy playoff time—he goes out for like three touchdowns, but like, yeah, that's not a that's not a number one pick. Like, he's already not. It's been. But a he'll, league.
0: but he'll have been good to the person that bought him.
1: Yeah, he will be. Yeah. yeah, the
0: person that bought him will remember. Oh yeah, JT was having that down year, and then I bought him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm gonna go send out some trade offers for Jonathan Taylor yeah, after this. You, got like, you. Know, you know, let's talk after this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> talk. <All right. laughs> um some more Jags. Uh Josh Jacobs um you know was on a roll, had been basically dominating for consecutive weeks and and then had a matchup here against New Orleans and um was part of that that horrendous performance, offensive performance by uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, David Montgomery, who we previously spoke about, Raheem Mostert, who you were saying, I'm not into him, I'm not into him. And I was like, yo, this matchup is great. Like he's getting the work. Like why are we why are we not in? Um I think that he got game scripted out of this one. You know, Miami fell fell behind very early. I think they were down 21 to seven at one point. Yeah. yeah. Um so you know, Tua ended up throwing for 382 yards. So I, I blame that one more on the game script. Eno Benjamin, um, that one I don't even know what happened there. Um, you know, he you know, Darrell Williams was back in this game, so he was getting his opportunities of stealing some work from Eno Benjamin. Um, this was also another game though, where the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken, had had to try and come back. So Kyler Murray, I think, dropped back over 50 times in this game, um, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, that was probably also a reason here why, you know, Benjamin, um, you know, didn't didn't come through. But James Robinson was ruled out on Friday. I'm curious to see what happens with that situation. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I, I, the, that Rams backfield, like, what do you do there, Greg? Are you even interested in anything in that backfield?
1: Yeah, Ronnie you told Rivers. Out. A bad offensive line on the Colts. The Rams might be even worse. They probably are like. Oh, they've
0: suffered so many. I think they're on their third string center. They lost their starting left yeah, tackle. Man. You
1: it's,
0: can't really it's... trust
1: anyone from this offense. And now Cooper Cup might be banged up. So I want nothing of this offense.
0: Uh, James Robinson, his first game with the Jets, uh, 17 rushing yards. Uh, not a great performance by him. But I think, you know, first week on the team, he, you know, he got. He was. Acquired on Monday and that's not a whole lot of time for him to learn and get acclimated. Uh, I know you believe that James Robinson is going to finish the year as the lead back for the New York Jets. Um, is he somebody that you would look to buy? Because we spoke a couple of weeks about that schedule for Bree- that Brees hall Woodsaw, you know, getting Seattle, Detroit, Jacksonville, um, but now that's the schedule for James Robinson and Michael Carter. So are you looking to potentially buy James Robinson? Cause he's probably as low as you could, as you could go in terms of his price right now compared yeah. to where it started.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, you know, even a guy like Chris McAfee can not just come in one week and then just go insane after a trade. He didn't do well last week. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think with time, I think James Robinson and a team is going to run the ball. Uh, Yeah, I'd be, you know, happy to buy James Robinson. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think this would actually be a good I mean, maybe see what happens because he could get dropped, right? Like in some leagues, because they play Buffalo this week. That's probably a, a matchup where James Robinson's, you know, may not perform well from a box score perspective. And then if you're the person is just looking at the numbers, right? Like James Robinson got a zero last, you know, the week before his last game in Jacksonville uh, didn't have had some single digit performances prior to that, um, you know, so it's just going to look really bad. And then he goes on buy after the Buffalo game. So he he's a guy that might hit your waiver wire, you know, um, following following, uh, you know, the that Buffalo game, um, or he's a guy that you could potentially buy because the manager might want to cut them, might want to drop yeah. them. I mean, yeah. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And, um, again, I just got to just play this again. What time,
1: well man. The number, wide
0: receiver the, the number one wide receiver on the week. Um, again, Greg got the number one quarterback on the week and the number one wide receiver on the week. A.J. Brown finishes as the number one wide receiver. Um, again, I, I, I call this a drug test game um, because A.J. Brown actually got ran, a random drug test mm. uh, this morning after uh, putting up the stat line of six catches on 11 targets for 156 receiving yards, three touchdown receptions. Um believe he was the first player since... I I forgive me because I don't remember the name, um, but it hadn't been done in a while to have three touchdowns of over 25 yards all in the first half. Um, He also could have had a fourth touchdown. I don't know if you were watching this game, Greg, um, but he could have had a fourth touchdown at the end of the, like near the, I think of the fourth quarter. Um, But somebody, I think Mika Fitzpatrick, caught him by the shoelace at like the the fifteen. Oh uh, yeah.
1: I did see that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 20 yard line. Um but yeah Greg, what 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 do you think of this performance here by AJ Brown?
1: Yeah man, it was just a, a game that it was time for him to, to get right and again have a have a big game. Uh kind of haven't seen this since week one, uh an explosive game like this. Uh and you know we, this is a guy who was being drafted in first round of the turner first round. So um yeah definitely got to see it here. Uh, it's just, you know, Kofi Get some more uh, boom consistency from him Because um, definitely um, Where both receivers can like Eat in the same game
0: Yeah, most definitely um, I think we're going to need A better game script by The opposing yeah, team for, that, for something like that to happen though For sure, Eagles uh, schedule is so cake this
1: year So cake
0: Yeah, so uh, you think Houston? Houston might do it? On oh, Thursday? No.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably not. The first, um, especially like a first half team like the Eagles, man, they're they're gonna just jump out twenty-eight nothing. Maybe I mean, if you just go all the stats in the first half, I'll take it. All stats in the
0: first half, right? <laughs> Can we just take the? We should just make a rule that all fantasy leagues, if you're going up against the Eagles, you take your second half points and then uh-huh. double. Yeah. Like that's. Whatever, whatever your team does in the second half against the Eagles, you just double that, and then you should be good. Um, all right, let's move on to the wide receiver two on the week. That would be DeAndre Hopkins, 13 targets, 12 receptions, 159 receiving yards, one touchdown reception, uh, 33.9 PPR points. Uh, that touchdown was absolutely dirty, just needed one hand. I don't even think he needed the full hand, uh just the palm and maybe a few fingers. Um but DeHop's back and Kyler, like I said, I think 2 weeks ago is a different quarterback when he has DeAndre Hopkins. Um but yeah, Greg, what do you think of the performance here by DeHop who had 15 targets in his first game and 13 targets now in this game.
1: Yes, yeah, beautiful, beautiful to see continue to roll out there roll them out there is Just gra- glad to see those guys that uh drafted D hop um and just held him for weeks and he's really making up for those those six weeks he's got like six weeks of production almost in two weeks it's crazy
0: to think when I was so desperate for a tight end that I was willing I was willing to trade D Hop <laughs> for Kyle Pitts and I was I was oh. told no I was told no.
1: Oh you told no oh yes yeah. there you go, there
0: you go. <laughs> uh but yeah, so yeah, D Hop has been phenomenal. I mean, he's he's absolutely helping my League of Extraordinary People team. Um, I got him so late. And um, yeah, he's, he's it's just like another, it's almost like I had an extra draft pick, it feels like. <laughs> I think I drafted him in like round 10 or 11, or it might have been late, even later than that, and, um, you know, put him on my team. And he's got back-to-back weeks of, like, 20-plus PPR points. So it's just been fantastic. Um, the wide receiver three on the week. Again, my man doesn't even need touchdowns to do it. 14 targets, 12 receptions, 188 receiving yards. I'm pretty sure he had 188 receiving yards last week, too. Uh, no touchdowns. Also added one rush attempt for seven rushing yards, 31.5 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Jay, uh, Tyreek Hill. Sorry.
1: Yeah, man, Tyreek Hill just doing amazing things. Um, yeah, I, I just really – there's nothing much you can really say about this man. Like, he, he's going to keep balling out, going to get high targets. Um, he's going for this record.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely balling. Um, and his, his teammate was balling too as we round out the wide receiver swags. <laughs> Jalen Waddle <laughs> comes in at the wide receiver four. DJ Moore coming, as, coming in at five. Rondell Moore coming in at six, Elijah. Oh, just kidding. Uh, Cooper Cup coming in at seven. <laughs> Stephon Diggs coming in as the wide receiver eight. Jacoby Myers coming in as the wide receiver nine. Brandon Ayuk coming in as the wide receiver ten. CD Lamb eleven, and then Mike Evans tying Jerry Judy for the wide receiver twelve on the week. Greg, any of these top twelve performances stuck out to you?
1: Uh, let's see Jacoby Myers in that top 12. Also, uh, Jerry Judy. Oh, was it? Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just a bitter Jets Yeah, fan. yeah,
1: yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, good to see him there, you know, as well.
0: Yeah, I uh, I like Ayuk being there for sure. Yep, um, yep. My, my, my breakout wide receiver on the year. My breakout? My my guy. I think, I think my
1: guy,
0: yeah. So is that. No, I think he was my breakout. He was my breakout. Oh, Elijah Moore was my my guy.
1: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense because I'm like he already had broken out technically, but then I remember saying that, yeah. Who that Brandon Ayuk like, broke out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's nah, a name. No, no, nah, no, nah. yeah. nah, He's
0: nah. a name. He's, he because he didn't really break out. He didn't really break out. <laughs> this year is the breakout.
1: This
0: year's the breakout. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. the uh Rondell Moore? it's another one of those guys that I really like. So, um, you know, I think we talked about him being used in the slot potentially um, in the second week post DeAndre Hopkins, because he was used a lot as an outside receiver in that first week with DeAndre Hopkins Um, and they just required Robbie Anderson and AJ Green was inactive. So, um, you know, he played primarily as an outside receiver, which led to, not, uh, you know, poor fantasy performance. And if you look at his fantasy performances, when he's in the slot, like he was in this game, he, he produces when he's not in the slot, he doesn't produce. So, um, definitely if Rondell Moore is out there on your waiver wire, scoop him up, pick him up. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and what about honorable mentions, Greg, anybody stuck out to you on the week?
1: Uh, yeah, Gary Wilson. I think any, any time. Yeah, well Gary Wilson's just been the main pass catcher all year in a in a you know a struggling offense for sure. So that's that's that's, that's nice to see. Um yeah, Amara St. Brown, he's back, baby. Uh, you know, got that wide receiver two performance. Um, yeah. Do you know who's back just
0: in time for Halloween? Scary oh, yeah. Terry. Scary Territory. See, yes, sir. Scary territory. <laughs> Did you see where my man my man went? him after that touchdown yeah 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 he said a lot of things that i can't say (laughs) on this show (laughs) but you go see the clip of terry scoring that touchdown how emotional he got especially being being a kid that apparently grew up in indianapolis um is from indiana so had a lot of family there had some of his friends there and it was very um he was saying very emphatically that this is my city essentially um Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Just, it was a great performance. And Taylor Heineke, man, shout out to him. Yes, sir. Carson Wentz was the problem. Yep. Because I was realizing it as you watch it, right? Like, what makes Terry so great is he's going to go up and he's going to get the football. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to go up and get it.
1: Give him a chance, baby.
0: Two weeks in a row where, you know, last week you get to play against Jair Alexander. You know, in the, to 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 pretty much ice that game. And this week he gets to play against Stefan Gilmore, where Taylor Heineke is just like, you know, what's that meme of 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 uh, Mahomes? He's like, "Eff it, Tyreek's down there somewhere." It's the same. It's like the same thing with Heineke. He's like, "Oh, Terry's down there somewhere." Facts. Right? I'm and the
1: then, backup. Like, you know, I'm about to put Carson once back in. So <laughs> right. Like, I, I got no maybe behind Carson-
0: Carson's one was like, "Oh wow, that's what I should do. I should throw the I should throw the truck it to Terry just as hard as hard and as far as I can." Um, and then Romeo Dobbs. I mean, he he was. I guess Aaron Rodgers scared the crap out of him or something. Um, figured he was going to lose his playing time to Sammy Watkins or the the ghost of Greg Jennings.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He made a great catch uh, in yeah. the end zone. Um, so yeah, hopefully they can build on this momentum uh in weeks to come.
0: Definitely. Um, and then let's talk about some wide receiver jags. Um my wide receiver started the week, Chris lave not a great week, but still had double digits, but you know, 30 wide receiver 30 something, I think it was. Uh Deontay Johnson, um just hasn't been a great year. Um you know that was like my wide our wide receiver Buster doing this, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, First, it was DJ Moore, who's not having a great year. Deontay Johnson was having an okay, you know, pretty decent year. like, oh, I was like starting to regret it. I was like, dang, like, I probably shouldn't have done that. And uh, now it's looking more and more likely. And Christian Kirk, man, he's been ending up on this list a lot, Uh, did just play Denver um, and had a solid week last week as well. So, um, are you willing to throw this one out, seeing how it was against Denver, or you know, are you concerned about his, you know, him going forward?
1: Uh, it just depends on how you see. I mean, I, I see him as a you know wide receiver three, kind of with some wide receiver two upside. It's just tough getting consistent, being consistent on you know a Trevor Lawrence team in Jacksonville. Like he really spreads it out from week to week. You really don't know who's gonna be that number one guy, so it's tough. Yeah.
0: Um... And then Devontae Adams also ends up on this list. Um
1: yeah, we named every Reddit's player, so like it's just yeah. it just all ties together, yeah. Uh,
0: we won't name Darren Rowler.
1: We won't no, name Fort or... Monroe either.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure somebody played him. Um <laughs> yeah. Someone did Wondell Robinson. Um, not a great day for him. Gabe Davis, also not a great day for him. Um
1: yeah, Van is Jefferson. becoming the Mike Williams of fantasy for sure. He's, oh, he's no, just he, filling it. Yeah, he's Mike yeah. Williams, yeah.
0: He's Mike yeah. Williams.
1: So yeah.
0: It is what it is. He'll yeah. finish as a top 15 wide receiver, and then we'll be like, oh, how do you do it? We'll be like, Because he finishes wide receiver one half the time, and wide receiver like 60 the other half of the time. Yep, so. yep. <laughs> um, and then I was I was just ch- tongue-in-cheek saying Van Jefferson <laughs> <laughs> because we had a Van Jefferson Allen Robinson bet. Who <laughs> Allen Robinson. Put up uh, six or five points. <laughs> no, huh? he said he put up double digits. It was 10.4 oh, <laughs> PPR points. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah. There you go.
0: Um, and you know, who knows? Cooper Cup might not be fully healthy because you know Sean McVay said he's good to go, but we all know Sean McVay's a liar. True, true. So um let's move on to these tight end swags, man. And the number one tight end of the week, Tyler Definitely Conklin. This dead, is man. Yeah, this was a week of um, people who had let you down were going to lift you up today. Yep. Uh, But they couldn't lift you up if they were not on your bench or or not on your roster or on your bench. So it didn't help anybody, Tyler Conklin, when he decided to have 10 targets, six receptions for 79 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 25.9 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Tyler Conklin?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just wish, you know, we get to see some more consistency. Uh, definitely. Um, it's a great performance for sure. Uh, it's just tough to see if I can trust this, you know, next week or the week after. If, you know, um, yeah, I think this inconsistency we're, we're going to continue to see.
0: You know what? I think you could trust it next week.
1: Because he's on a bye, or why? No,
0: I'm gonna tell you. I'm I'm being serious. I'll tell you why I'm why i being serious. Right? The last four weeks, the Jets have been, you know, we take out you take out the New England game, right? It's just been run the football, play good defense, play special teams. This was the first time since week three that we saw the Jets in negative game script. Probably we know since week four. This is the first time since week four that we saw them in negative game script. Every other week game, they've been in positive game script, and they've been able to run the football. And even you know, Robert Sala talked about it today. He talked about how they they self scout and they look at you know when they run you know what are they doing on first and second down you know when they when it's when it's one score game, not really looking mm-hmm. at the situations where they're down. And so Zach Wilson threw for three hundred and fifty five passing yards yesterday on a day that they lost and they were trailing and they had to come back. And that's their 14 point underdogs next week against the Buffalo Bills. So Tyler Conklin's going to get targets. And so yeah. is Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The I was about to say, yeah. Targets. They're not going to throw it to their receivers outside of Garrett Wilson. So Tyler Conklin's no. going to get it.
0: So um, the tight end two on the week. Isaiah Likely, um, basically just fill this in like Mark Andrews.
1: Yep, Mark um, Andrews, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: six six receptions, seven targets, 77 receiving yards, and a touchdown, 19.7 PPR points. We pretty much spoke about Isaiah Likely already, uh, so we're going to move on to Kyle Pitts. The tight end three on the week. Nine targets, five receptions, 80 receiving yards, and one touchdown reception. Good for 19 PPR points. Kyle Pitts hit all of his receiving props, cashed in on the receptions prop, cashed in on the yardage prop, cashed in on the touchdown prop, but didn't help me because I didn't bet him because Kyle Pitts did not exist uh, to, to me in my brain. Um, you know basically as of last week when we declared him a sniff-snip, snip, except for the, the leagues where I, I had no choice but to start Kyle Pitts because it's <laughs> dynasty league or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean, this is out of the eight weeks, you know, this is, you know, his second game. We've got that five for 80 mark. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tough to see if he can – got the charges next week. That is is a solid matchup, but can I'm, I'm- you – very upset about this, by yeah. this development right here with Kyle Pitts. Don't really know. Don't really know what's going to happen.
0: No, but seriously, like, what do we do? Like, do we do like do, do like Kyle Pitts is on waivers, right? People need tight ends. People need them. They so do. They're not just growing on trees.
1: Uh, I still, I think I still have some confidence in like Mike Geseki right now. I mean, yes. Or like, I don't know.
0: Mike Geseki just had a good matchup. Kind of yeah, but Mike Musginski
1: has some has some consistency over the last couple weeks, you know. Not really.
0: I mean, the Pittsburgh yeah, I mean... game didn't do anything last week against Pittsburgh. Was on the field, was running routes, is attached to Tua and an offense that we know will throw the football. So that I'll give you.
1: Um Greg Dolchich, like Greg Dolchich, yeah,
0: he's on bye next week. Trust me, I know. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, I rest of the season right now, Greg Dosich, I'll take Greg Dosich over Kyle Pitts. Like, I'm I'm not playing that because Greg Dosich at least has shown consistency, that consistency that you're talking about through three weeks. He's been consistently good. Kyle Pitts hasn't done that, but Kyle Pitts is not doing that. This is back to me again. And, again, we're not talking about Kyle Pitts like the guy you drafted in the third round.
1: No, we're, we're over that. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. not talking
0: about that guy. We're talking yeah. about Kyle Pitts who's on the waiver wire. And how many tight ends are on your on your waiver wire that have the upside to score 19 points?
1: Uh yeah, it'll be only Greg Dolchish. that's it.
0: Yeah. So, I yeah. think that if I'm struggling a tight end, if I have a bye week or whatever, I would pick him up. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> Just when you thought I was out, I'm back. I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh let's move on to the rest of these tight end these tight end swags, man. And the tight end four on the week that would be Evan Ingram. Tight end five, Zach Ertz, six or tying with Zach Ertz for the tight end five would be Greg Stark. Oh, sure.
1: All, all four. All four in the in the top twelve. Let's go. I all been, four for I did
0: because <laughs> all three of my four ended up on the Jags list. Um but the tight end 7, George Kittle, the tight end 8, Mike Gusecki, the tight end 9, Greg Dulcich, the tight end 10, Dallas Goddard, the tight end 11, TJ Hawkinson, and the tight end 12, Pat Fryermuth, And now for everybody's favorite segment of the week, the touchdown or not tight end of the week. And I must say, man, it was a pretty good week by the tight ends. It was a pretty good week. I mean, everybody had a pretty respectable stat line. Is
1: so it Dawson Knox? It,
0: was, it is not Dawson Knox because Dawson Knox did not finish in the top twelve. He's got to oh,
1: have, okay, okay, that's the qualification. I right, got he you. Got, got to got finish
0: it. in the top twelve to okay, be a
1: yeah.
0: touchdown or not. Nah. Um, but I got it was a tough one to give out again. I say it, but I in the in the end. There was one tight end who was the most deserving, and that was Mike Kosecki. Comes in as our touchdown or not tight end of the week. I mean, four targets, three receptions, 38 receiving yards, and a touchdown. I mean, the three receptions, that's the lowest amount of receptions that we've had, that we had by a tight end in the top 12. The 38 receiving yards... That was the, the lowest to go along with those lowest receptions. So what I, say, what I mean by that is of all the tight ends that had the lowest amount of receptions, he had the least amount of receiving yards. Um, and that's that qualifier is important because essentially we're trying to look at, you know, Zach Ertz had four catches for 34 yards, but Mike Isecki had three catches for 38 yards. But if neither one of them gets the touchdown, Zach Ertz pretty much had the better day. Mike Sasaki needed that touchdown otherwise he really wasn't going to have that best of the day but he you know comes in and gets a touchdown gets you 12.8 PPR points and he was somebody that you know I did talk about as a potential stream of the week um I don't even remember who my who my actual stream of the week was um but I think he might have did better than him because I don't remember who they were but anyway uh yeah rounding out this top 12 here though um, Evan Ingram comes in at four. Oh, we ran through it. Oh, him. you
1: did? Yeah, you ran through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure.
0: I was supposed to do touchdowns or not and then run through it. But anyway, let's move on to the tight end Jags. Uh, Mark Andrews, Irv Smith, my tight end start of the week.
1: Yeah, Irv Smith's hurt too now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he hurt. It. He had a high ankle sprain, but I don't know. I don't think that, um, <laughs> I don't think that that rarely mattered because the, the ankle injury came in the fourth quarter and he was pretty mm. much on his way to his usual stat line when it happened, uh, four catches for 28 yards. So yeah. Uh, Kate Otten, who was your stream of the week. Um, just, you know, again, that Bucks offense was, was terrible for the most part on, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but discussing some injuries uh, Christian Watson left Sunday's game with a concussion, the wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Poyer, the safety for Buffalo, left Sunday's game with an elbow injury. Devondre Campbell, the linebacker, left Sunday's game with a knee injury. Cooper Cup, who we spoke about earlier, the wide receiver for the Rams, he injured his ankle, uh, believed to have, to have dodged a bullet. Uh, Sean McVay's coming out saying he's, he's he'll be day-to-day and... Uh, that he'll, he's on track to play against Tampa Bay, which, again, I don't believe anything that Sean McVay says. Um, but then Irv Smith Jr. Uh, left Sunday's game, and I think it's been confirmed now that he has a, a high ankle sprain, so he's going to miss some time as well. Uh, Greg, big bye week this week. Um, a lot of teams. I think we got six teams on bye again. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> So what are we looking at in terms of uh, quarterbacks? Because I know we have – yeah, we've got Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. So um, it's three pretty big teams in terms of some heavy hitters on the fantasy, fantasy side. So what are we doing in terms of the uh, starting at the quarterback position this week?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at two guys. Um, remember them Justin Fields. He's 41% rostered uh, going against Miami next week. So that could be potential, I guess, you know, shootout field, especially if uh, Chicago feels like they're going to need to put up points, which they are, are going to have to against Miami. Uh, and then Taylor Haneke, uh, 7% rostered going against Minnesota uh, next week. Um, yeah, in a solid matchup. Uh, and just, you know, he's better for this offense. They have talent around him. I don't see why, he, you know, he, he won't continue to, give you a solid day um and, and give you uh better days than some of the guys we you know we've mentioned like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or people that should be on your waiver wire right now at quarterback. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, you know Heineke I, I you know, we did the thing with Heineke last year. I'm I'm waiting yeah, it feels like
1: every year we do it every year. Yeah.
0: Well, we got we had him in the postseason the year before, so we true like true. ran into last year thinking okay, like Yo, this yeah. kid, this kid's good. He's good. He's good. And <laughs> yeah, then there was way. like some weeks where it was like nah, bro. And then you see like why he's a backup, um, right? But you know, I, I'm definitely not afraid to play him in good matchups for sure. Um, and like you said, Justin Fields, I think he's you know love him going forward. You know, it's already talk, kind of talked about the schedule that he's got coming up. Um, what about the running back position? I know it's it's slim pickings out there, but what do, what are we looking at?
1: Yeah, I mean, you said depending on you know Gus Edwards health, uh maybe Kenyon Drake could be an option. He's 31% rostered. Uh it's just you know, been tough to really find that running back in this in the Ravens offense. Um, but when Gus is healthy, I think that that is his job. Uh and then other than that, it's Latavius Murray. Uh he's forty percent rostered kind of got the usage of a, the RB1 in Denver. Um, you know, it, he got the touchdown to kind of save his day, but uh, I think it's worth monitoring uh, his, his usage going forward because, um, you know, with the injury um, to Javante Williams, there's definitely, it's, this, it's open, room open for uh running back to take over in this offense.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, two running backs can coexist. Uh, They are on bye this week's Denver is so yeah. That that is tough. Um, But if you if you're looking for running back help, just moving forward, I think Latavius Murray makes a ton of sense. Uh, What about wide receiver? Anybody we could pick up there? I'm looking for somebody that has league winning type upside. Greg, is there any anybody out there with that kind of upside?
1: It's tough. I mean, you know, Terrence Monster Jr is a, you know, a talent that we, we talked about coming last year, um, you know, hot, drafted highly. He's 1% roster. He's basically free. Uh, but if, you know, the no Robbie Anderson, if the Panthers are going to keep throwing more, you know, we said PJ Walker has been better than Baker Mayfield. Uh, DJ Moore is going to get off, of course, the majority of targets, but Terrence Marshall got a significant amount of targets as well. I think it was close to nine. Um, so he can be involved. And I think he can possibly work his way up to, uh, you know, maybe some, Flex conversations, especially in deeper leagues, uh, and Darius Lane. Darius Lane has been Darren Jones' guy for his entire career. Uh, he's going to continue to, I think, be Darian Jones' guy. Um, three of the last four weeks, he's been in, involved, uh, and he, he's, you know, finding the end zone. Uh, he's getting targeted uh, in an offense that, you know, is allergic to the wide receiver position. Uh, so I think for him to really come through and 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 make way uh, two back-to-back weeks with six targets now. Um, yeah, I think Darius Slayton uh, can can give you some flex weeks as well.
0: Yeah, Slayton, you know, makes a ton of sense for sure. Um, what about tight end? Any anything there? Tight end got
1: three names: uh, Greg Dolchich. Obviously, he's still forty-two percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. He should be way over that uh, i think yeah at the i was going by
0: this week but yeah he's somebody he you know i'm holding through the buy like and if yeah. i need a tight end i would pick up and hold through the buy because like we yeah. said you could you could continue to plan but go ahead sorry
1: yeah yeah no greg is for sure um depending on their darren wallace health foster morose has been a, a filling that we've been using for the last couple of years sometimes he does t- uh you know doesn't come through but i think you know uh, half those weeks he he has been a factor and i think that's you know worth having at tight end when when darren waller is out especially for the managers of darren waller and then uh, you know isaiah likely uh he's five percent rostered um you know we're saying when mark andrew's is healthy it's gonna be interesting to see if they continue to use him and, and maybe two more two tight end sets uh but i think he he's worth the flyer uh the talent is there for sure you know that the man lo- literally looks like a wide receiver playing tight end it's crazy the way he moves so yeah
0: yeah, likely. I I didn't say this on the show, but when I saw him first, saw him in the preseason, I was like, he looks like a young Darren Waller.
1: Yeah, he moves like him. Yep, I he do. He
0: moves like Darren Waller, especially after the catch. Um, and if there's anybody that any team that knows what Darren Waller was capable of, it it was the Baltimore Ravens. They they drafted Darren Waller, converted him to a wide receiver. Um, unfortunately he just, you know, he needed to get his life turned around and and get, you know, some help. And so they had to let him go. Um, but he went on to flourish with the, with the Raiders and, like you know, we talked about it when Rashad Bateman is going to be out a few weeks, like, you know, with this foot injury, likely definitely makes a ton of sense as somebody that the Ravens have to get involved.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm just praying that, uh, I mean, you said the trade deadline is coming up. Yo, the Jets needs to trade one of these guys, man. I'm just saying Elijah Moore and Denzel <laughs> Mims are just sitting there like two talented guys. Like I'm I'm wanting i want for Mims. the con- you can have Mims. What's up? I have Mims? Not on Mims. No, you can have Mims like the Giants. Like
0: we oh, can trade you, Denzel Mims. I'm speaking sure. on behalf of the New York Jets. Like, <laughs>
1: sure. I'm hoping to have Mims. I'm hoping you know the uh, a trade for one of these guys guys happens because this this it's it is waste of talent on, on that on that team.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't go that far away. It's, you know, so i wasted all wasted. Time. Don't even forget
1: snaps, yo. No, wasted talent. I'm saying this the. they're both great. I know. No, Elijah, that.
0: Elijah Moore, the situation, like you can't, like, I get it. He's like on punishment right now. Like you can't just, the guy went rogue on a five and two football <laughs> team. Like you agreed. Like he was not, he was not in the right. Like you can't just he wasn't. say, he wasn't. Hey, so hey Trade him. Throw, throw a temper tantrum. Here's your job back, right? Like, cause then it leads in. Like, it's a very young football team. Like, they got one of the youngest rosters. And just show you just show everybody, like, hey, if you throw a temper tantrum, you can't get your way.
1: All right. What about Mims though? Trade him. Trade Mims, him.
0: Mims. That's another one. They just they want they want value. Like Joe Douglas made. He wanted to say he made a second round pick. So he's asking teams for, you know a three or a four and teams are like, nah, we'll give you a five or a six. And he's like, nah. So he, he's kind of dug in. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I don't know. He's made some plays now, back-to-back weeks, had a big block the week before, um, you know, had, had a, a long reception this past week. So maybe teams might, you know, might, might look at this and be like, Hey, we're going to buy it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Well, give it, yo. Yo. I'll be waiting, yo. I will like it.
0: We'll see what happens. I'll let you know when it happens.
1: <laughs> Wait, wait, wait.
0: Alright y'all We appreciate you for tapping in With the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast um, Sorry that Last episode put it out a little bit late Didn't even realize had Technical difficulties and Didn't realize until it was too late So got out Sunday morning So definitely apologize for that But we'll see y'all again On Wednesday when we break down Thursday Night Football We got Houston But uh yeah, have a good one, everybody. Well, uh, we
1: appreciate you
0: and uh catch y'all later. Peace. We out.